Hey, Wildcard, I got to check out your congratulations on an interview you just had. I got to check that out, man. Oh, that was a fun one. That guy's interesting. Uh, cool. <laughs> he does. He does a. He does a pretty cool one where uh, he was telling me about that he gets a bunch of people. Like they just did this one. It's like him and two other guys, and then they have uh, like two or three other guests, and they're like big name guests. I can't remember who was on the last episode, but they were like somebody from Dark Funeral. I think maybe not. Maybe he was just telling me. He told me about several interviews, but. It was like Mark Briety was was one of the guys that was on this one. They do like a round table and they're all drinking like craft beer and they talk about like five specific records and five specific beers. It was really interesting. Uh, wow. But yeah, that guy has a uh, has a, an interesting he kind of just lets you run with it because, you know, like he doesn't try to force in any questions. You can you can tell you watch the interview and you'll see me take the reins and go and he he just listens, you know, like he doesn't be like, Hey, well, you know, he, if he, if he hears something that he wants to elaborate on, uh, he just lets the guests run with it. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, you know, super loosely structured, if you will, but that was pretty Great, cool. I look, yeah. I look forward to checking it out. Cool. Yeah. yeah Mark- so he, he, he allowed me to elaborate on some interesting things that I hadn't been able to in previous interviews. So that was pretty neat. Yeah. You're going to be bored when you come to us you know but um so no, I'm, but, i want to play those games man you guys started doing all the cool shit after yeah. you had me <laughs> well, we're doing that. We, were, we were critiquing your album we weren't really interviewing you so much when, yeah when you were True. on so a little different format there yeah, yeah we were yeah volcano's right. coming on i'm excited about that yeah hopefully hopefully everybody actually I, I shows up that'll be that'll be good yeah if not you're in trouble then I'll so the they had all these big myself. names on this show. Then what, then what were you doing on there? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we had a fun, uh, fun episode. Uh, yeah, I would. I wanted. I wanted to do that, but three episodes is too much for me, man. You guys got too much stamina. I got. I'm not quite able to keep up with that. What Sundays? Oh, about the PDE. Are, yeah, weekends. Weekends are oh. weekends are rough for me. I started work on Mondays and Fridays, so I lose like two of my house chore days. So I start doing shit on the weekends now and. My time's all fucked up right now, so okay. that's just the way it is. Just got medium dick energy now. <laughs> oh, I still got it. It's just that it's tired. <laughs> it's only at the yeah. certain, it's only during the week. It's tired dick energy. It's yeah. big, but, big but flaccid. Yeah. yeah, squint, squint eye energy, dude. <laughs> I I want to do that. I love that concept. Yeah. I've been talking to James Larue about doing for, a cryptid, for, for of a cryptid album. What's up, that? Yeah, we can totally do that. Hey, David, how's it going, man? Hey. Hello, gentlemen. How you doing? Doing Great. well, man. How about yourself? Oh, you know, as good as I can in the pseudo apocalypse. All right, yeah. In these uncertain times, as they say. <laughs> well, we, you're looking uh, handsome, though. Yes, I am. Oh, you meant David? Oh. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was looking at you too. Uh, thank you. <laughs> oh boy, See you guys. Here we go. Yeah. Don't don't, <laughs> don't compliment him. Don't make him show you his <laughs> his weird him. like picture of him sprawled out on a bed with no shirt. What's uh, weird about that? Exactly. Thank you, David. <laughs> I wasn't the, the shirt yes. wasn't the only thing I had off, Vic. I was totally nude, baby. I'm glad that I haven't seen that picture <laughs> from anything besides the waist up. I'm sending one to David after the show. <laughs> Sounds Make good. Sure burn bridges. <laughs> Can I get your Make... autograph, David? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can set up a better light here so I can look a little more handsome. Oh. Wa- <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, who's that guy? There we go. All right, cool. Nice. Are we uh, so, are we uh recording? We are. Uh, what are we doing here? Yeah, he's got recording. a he's, he goes through a, a deal. He's got to do his spiel. He's got an intro he does. Um, yeah, we're gonna do all of our intro, and then we'll, we'll we'll get on. But now we're just we're just hanging out and chatting. But I record everything, and then I I can always edit stuff. So if you got something you want to say you don't want in the show, then I can always edit it out. If you want to say the word poopy, you just go ahead, and we'll just get rid of that yeah, before it, it airs. Sounds good. Um, yeah, I've I've got about an hour. I don't know how long you guys want to go, but. Well, we better get to work. Then, yeah, huh? then we better get to work. Fine. Yeah, we sure. we we, uh, we we can we can do that. We'll, we'll get we are here at your pleasure, sir. Yeah, so we we appreciate you showing up, man. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, let's Go get ahead and do your cheesy intro. Hey, this is Michael Gilbert from Flotsam and Jetsam, and you're watching Heavy Metal Horror.
I am Montag, master of illusion. What goes up must come down, but not always. Hey, this is Chop Top, and this is heavy. Dread <laughs> Bull. Wild card. And you are watching and listening to Heavy, heavy Metal, metal. Horror. Oh. The uh, delay on that one—that was good. Yeah, you, that you, We're always out of sync. It's great. Yeah, just like a, that's like the boy band. That's our boy band name. <laughs> out of sync. Out of sync. Yeah, not too ugly with the big number two in the middle. <laughs> too old and out of sync. Yeah. There yeah. You go. yeah. Hey, tonight, kiddies, we got a great show. We've got David Sanchez from Havoc. Fucking Thrashmaster is joining us. So, David, welcome to Heavy Metal Horror, man. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I'm stoked to talk with all of you guys. And it's been a long time since I've seen Mr. Vic Wildcard Stone over here. I know my yeah. face has, has not changed. It's a little fatter now. <laughs> yeah, mine is too, but I identify as trans slender. So if you don't <laughs> then that's actually hateful. So, I'm like, aging oh, gracefully. You know, I don't, I don't know what we can use anymore. Someone's going to be offended. I mean, if they're listening, if they've been listening to us for the last year and they haven't been offended, I think we're good. You're safe. That that would, that would explain our subscriber numbers. (laughs) Through Unsane Radio, we get lots of, we get lots of plays just through, just YouTube slower and building. (laughs) Hit the subscribe button, motherfuckers. Um, (laughs) All right, well, let's get going, David. Uh, We're going to scrap some of these uh, songs because, you know, we, we, we would like to have, you can always come back for more. You know, if you sure. can't get enough of us the first time, you're welcome to come back for more. If you're a so, glutton for punishment. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just start right off to uh, what attracted, uh, attracted you to thrash as a genre. It's fast and heavy and uh, as a, and it's rebellious. As a young kid, I didn't like being told what to do. And I liked the energy of the fast, heavy, tight stuff. So Your I like so nice though. Metal rock, but thrash metal really called to me because of the tightness and the precision and the speed and aggression. You weren't a rebel, man. Your mom's so sweet. You were, <laughs> you did, you did what your mom told you to do. Don't lie. I mean, with the mom, it's different, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At Catholic I'm just school, fucking right. right at Catholic I got you. Yeah, it always is, man. Right. Right. System. Yeah. I'm a giant disappointment to mine. Cause you know, it didn't turn out the way she wanted. That's okay. well, not just to your mom, to everybody. So. Exactly. <laughs> right. Mom's just on the, she's just the cherry on top of the big pile. <laughs> All right, Dave, uh, what bands or artists influence your early musical interests? Early on, um, definitely Metallica was a huge influence. Uh, most metal bands can say that, <laughs> but Metallica, Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Megadeth, Slayer, Anthrax, Testament, Exodus, Overkill, Death. Oh, yeah. Ooh, so so given that, so we just did a show, uh, myself, Montag, and uh, Chop Top, we did a heavy metal slugfest where we pitted Metallica's Master of Puppets versus Megadeth's Rust in Peace. Where do you fall on that? What's the better album? Who wins in a slugfest? Now, let's not give the answers because this is going to be out of order. We're going to do oh, a slugfest between. Good job, Dreadbull. Jeez. No, 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 no. It's fine. Oh, I'm not going to give any answers. I'm not going to give it away. We just want from oh, David. Oh, yeah. I just, I just, just caution yeah, yeah, Dreadbull not to, not to blow yeah, his wad. David's answer, though. Yeah. Which I won't one? give away our, our results. Okay. They're both amazing records, but I think I would have to go with Master of Puppets just because it's more timeless and uh, the lyrics and the vocals, I think, are better. Uh, musically, I think they're pretty apples to apples they're they're both very very awesome musically all right cool. yeah well, yeah i won't spoil it but uh, it was yeah. a very close uh, match yeah you'll have to come back and, and listen to our show dude yeah. <laughs> yeah right yeah see which see he'll, what be, we he'll be enthralled i'm yeah, sure what are these losers picking <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> except for that handsome montag i want to know what he's got oh uh-huh, yeah that guy oh <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, about him <laughs> <laughs> uh dave can you talk about your own personal evolution as a musician well um i think the biggest evolution of my musicianship has been just me becoming fans of different kinds of music over the years when i first started the band i was only listening to you know the bands i mentioned in like black sabbath and acdc and (laughs) shit like that but Nowadays, I listen to a lot of different kinds of stuff, and I think that has largely seeped into the kind of music that I make, 
and and really influenced the way that I think of song structures and think of musical phrasing and timing and what is possible as far as uh, different different uh, string instruments like doing different things. Whereas in a lot of thrash bands, the bass just plays the guitar and then the right. second guitar plays the same thing as the first guitar. And just you have three stringed instruments doing the same thing where, you know, me listening to a lot of classical music and funk and jazz and gypsy jazz and shit like that has really like opened up my brain as to what is possible where you got three stringed instruments all doing different things at the same time to make this big, massive, uh, harmonious monster. Nice. Yeah, I'm a fan of Gypsy That's Jazz. That's cool. Too. What are some of your favorite uh, non-metal groups or musicians, artists? Man, I listen to so many different kinds of music, but if we're going to... I listen to a lot of funk. I think that's probably the number one genre I listen to. Um, Ohio Players would be way up there. And a band that hardly anybody knows. I don't know how this band slipped through the cracks of like what is considered great classic funk, but there's a band called Pleasure. And they sound like Earth, Wind, and Fire if Earth, Wind, and Fire was like dirtier and funkier. Oh, nice. The bass player is absolutely insane. And uh, I don't know, like I said, I don't know how the fuck this band like slipped through the cracks because they should be very well known. That's one to oh, check that's out. One, yeah, I'm going to write yeah, that down. Get that down. We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're fans of funk too, though. That's, that's yeah, pleasure. Awesome. Check out the song Glide. If you're going to check them out, that would be the song to be a good intro to how sick their bass player is. Nice. Cool deal. Well, who, um, since you have such so many different influences, uh, who are some of your musical heroes, would you say? Um, musical heroes. Hetfield, okay. Mustaine, Chuck Schuldiner, Eric Peterson, um, Gary Holt. Um, Dave Lombardo. I'm not a drummer. I play guitar, but like that dude's one of the sickest musicians in metal period, mm-hmm. regardless uh-huh. of instrument. Um, yeah. Yeah. He brings a lot of those great, like syncopated rhythms and stuff when he did with grip Inc and his other I musical interests. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah one of my favorite bands. Um, yeah. So yeah, like Gus Chambers, the vocalist of grip Inc, one of my mm-hmm. favorite singers. Um, yeah. We were vocally, thrilled. Of, I'm sorry. Go, go right ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, vocally, I, I'm a big fan of Old Testament. Like, when Chuck Billy screams and does the high stuff, like, yeah. you know, he sounds like somebody's going through a paper shredder. <laughs> uh, he doesn't really do that stuff anymore, but back in the day, that that high-pitched, uh, blood-curdling scream vocal, that's a huge influence on me. Same with uh, that similar kind of style with uh, Zetro from Exodus and Tom Araya from Slayer. Uh, Bobby Blitz Ellsworth from Overkill. Those are all pretty influential. Vocals. I always thought you had a you had like a, uh, a like a sacrifice vibe. Your vocals always reminded me of sacrifice for some reason. I've never even heard that band. So no shit, the Canadian thrash band. Yeah, dude, I always got that vibe from your your vocals. Yeah, there's there's been quite a few people that have told me you remind me of this vocalist. Right of whatever band, and it's like I don't know who that <laughs> band is, so it just happened accidentally, I guess. Um, but I'm also a big fan of bands like Mr. Bungle and Oingo Boingo, and Primus. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. like some really fucking weird, atonal, irregular bands. Yeah, they push those boundaries of what's possible, you know, and really get you thinking in ways that you couldn't. And Primus is a great example of that. You got that funk, you got that heavy, you know, that heavy sound. And then it's got this crazy instrumentation with these wild, you know, odd guitar soloing, you know. It's yeah, a, Larry a Lalonde's guitar playing in Primus is one of the coolest things ever to me because that dude plays guitar like nobody else. I don't think anybody else can replicate what he does. He plays mm-hmm. such a fucking bizarre style that you don't hear anywhere else. Yeah, Larry Lalonde is a special character. He's a badass. Excellent. I always thought Faith No More was another band in that sort of realm that did kind of a really interesting, unusual stuff. Yep. Yeah, I like Faith No More a lot. You had mentioned all these these rock heroes. Um, have Have you been able to meet any of them? Uh, and if so, what was that like? 
Yeah, I've met a bunch of them. Uh, when I was like 15, I met Metallica. I was such a dork. Like, I didn't know. <laughs> I, like, froze up. I was so starstruck. I didn't, like, really know what to say to them or didn't have any good questions to ask them. I was just the nervous kid with, like, sweaty hands. I go, nice to meet you, Mr. Headfield, sir. <laughs> they probably get that a lot, you know? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they do, yeah. I, I wish I could meet them again, like, nowadays, because nowadays i realized that at one point all these people were shitting their pants and sucking on a titty like <laughs> all cut from the same cloth you know they're just people. one of them was last week we can't tell <laughs> if it was sucking a titty or shitting their pants they might have been doing both <laughs> right <laughs> that's great that's great but yeah i've, I've met a bunch of them we've toured with a bunch of them too i mean we, we've toured with anthrax megadeth sepultura suicidal tendencies we played shows with uh slayer and just it's insane we've done a lot of really cool stuff did that like like completely fuck with your head a little bit like thinking jesus christ we're on the road with slayer you know well we never toured with slayer but we played a lot of festivals with them oh okay uh, like in europe Mm -hmm. and yeah it is mind-blowing because even though i i i do this and shit i'm still a fan um and yeah it's just what we've been able to do and uh execute as a band is still blows my mind like when i actually sit and think about it like the stuff that we've been able to accomplish is pretty pretty insane was there ever ever a particular point when you like when it kind of hit you like holy shit you know we're really this is happening like we're making it as a band like this is for real the biggest i mean this was even before we went out with megadeth yeah we played a show in bogota colombia and uh, we played a festival and we were on like pretty high up on the bill. It was our first time ever in South America. And we were all kind of like, that's weird. Like, why are we so high on this thing? And we played out there and we played in front of like 35,000 people. And that was the first time where all of us were like, holy shit, like this is, this is crazy. Look at what we're doing. <laughs> I got super nervous. I normally don't get really nervous before shows, but that one, I, uh, I was extremely nervous. It came out in in the form of a lot of profanity in between songs. <laughs> I cursed a lot more than ner- normal. And uh, before it, to like deal with the nerves, I was drinking a lot of water, thinking like, oh, this will be good. I'll be hydrated on stage. And then we got on stage, and I was so full of water, it was like hard to sing. I really fucked up. So oh, wow. ever since then, I'm I'm very conscious. Like, drink some water, but not too much water. <laughs> Now, David, along the same lines of the live situation, um, could you? Because I mean, I've watched some live videos recently, you guys and stuff, and you guys are so tight and just precise, and you guys have amazing live sound. Um, but is there any shows that you felt were like? Give us an example, maybe one of your best shows, and maybe a show of maybe one of your worst experiences on stage. Mm, I think one of the best shows we ever played was in. Copenhagen, Denmark, we played a festival called Copenhagen. And we had like vehicle issues before that. We had to like rent shit. We had to like drive in between different countries to like get the gear, pick up a vehicle here, go back, grab the like it was a fucking shit show to get to this thing. But we we made it to the show uh, and and like all of that frustration came out in in the set we were all pumped up and ready to play and we just let loose and uh, the crowd, the energy was insane. And, and I think we crushed pretty good at that show. That's the, the first one that comes to mind where we played an excellent show, <laughs> but uh, playing bad shows. Yeah. There, there's been, uh, there's been sometimes, sometimes uh, we, we will play with a click. Sometimes we will play without a click with a metronome. And there was one time, we were playing a show in uh, Colorado here and something happened where between sound check and when we played something got like patched wrong in the inputs. So something got all fucked up and the, the click that we we're only supposed to hear in our ears got, was going through the fucking PA system (laughs) and we couldn't hear it. And it just, it was a fucking nightmare. So, like, 
uh, one one song like completely derailed and we were like okay uh <laughs> no more click we're just gonna rock and roll the rest of this <laughs> show which uh we, we we do quite a lot but with some songs we have like an intro or something there's like a an audio sample for the beginning and it's nice to let that play through the pa and then instead of us having to go one two three four and start the song we just get a little thing in our ears it's like one, two, three, four, and we all can just start on a dime. And nice. you know, it uh it, it's nice for intros and shit like that, but uh yeah, that was that was a fucking nightmare. So double checking the that uh the patch is correct before playing it is a good idea. If you're sound checking <laughs> early in the day, you gotta play later. <laughs> double check everything's where it's supposed to be. Do you, do you when you're out playing? Do you uh, prefer the smaller venues? You know, for a fan's point of view, when you could get out there and make contact with someone and touch them, make eye contact. That's that's really special. But do you prefer the small, like smaller venues, or or playing from those huge festival crowds? I honestly prefer the smaller places where it's up close and personal. You know, I like being able to bang my head and sweat all over people. <laughs> that's, that's fun. There's something special about the energy when it's so compact like that versus some of these festivals, you're playing on a stage and then there's 20 feet until the barrier. And that's where the first row of people is. And there's, it's, it's just strange being that far away from the people you're performing for. I, I'm, I grew up going to like DIY punk rock like warehouse shows where it was like byob and there's fucking 14 year old kids all drunk passed out in the back and like <laughs> that's the kind of shows i used to go to and so I'm you were picking to, their like, pockets what's that <laughs> you were picking their pockets those drunk <laughs> passed out 14 year old kids i got more beer no. money <laughs> no no i didn't uh i didn't fuck with them but but those are the kinds of shows i used to go to so i kind of grew up in that like diy underground i guess you would say more punk rock style venues that's where i used to go to shows and shit you know when i turned 16 i i got a car and my mom told me you can go to concerts but you have to go to school the next day and you have to keep your grades up and i was like all right done i can do that that's fair so my yeah. mom was really cool she didn't give a fuck if i went out on a monday night to a concert and was out until midnight. She didn't care. As long as I still woke up at six 30 and went to school and kept my grades up, she didn't care. So very grateful for that because yeah, that that's awesome. me to see a lot of cool bands that I would have never been exposed to otherwise. Right. That's cool. Well, speaking of shows, uh, you know, when you're on a road, how do you prepare for a show? Like, do you have any uh, rituals or anything that you do? Stretching is one of the main ones. I've, there's really only two rituals. Stretching is one, and, and one of them is uh, I put my hands, my palms together, and raise my elbows, stretch out the wrist that way. And then the other one is the opposite, where you put the backs of your hands together and then you push your elbows down. And this one looks really dumb. You look like a, you, you look like a you're praying trying mantis. to imitate a praying mantis or something. <laughs> People always look at me weird when I'm walking around pacing in the green room like this. <laughs> it looks very dorky, but. <laughs> it stretches out these muscles on the tops of your wrist big time. And that, that helps a lot. Um, sure. Other than that, stretching out the neck, you, you uh, like if you lean into a part, you know, lean your head to the left and you take all these muscles here and you hold them down really tight and then you pull away and it stretches out all of these neck muscles. And a doctor actually showed this to me. I've never done these neck stretches before. And then played a show and then had my neck screwed up. The only time my neck has ever like gotten tweaked on tour was when I forgot to stretch it out like this. So the neck stretching, the wrist stretching, um, and then warming up my voice is a uh, very helpful. I can't always do it, but I do it whenever I can. I'll go in the green room or even do a bathroom. If there's not a green room at the venue, I've gone into bathrooms and there's a guy taking a dump and I'm in there. <laughs> like, Work it out, buddy. That's <laughs> it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It, yeah. You know, just warming up my voice, even for like 30 seconds makes it to where when we go and play the first song, it's like um, we're in the second song. My voice is already a little bit warm. Mm. That makes a huge difference. Even 30 seconds. 
mm-hmm. is better than nothing. Because going on stage and singing full volume and like you know going at it balls to the wall with no warm up is is dangerous. You can fuck your throat up and right your voice. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you take care of your voice when you're on the road? I mean, you know, you're doing all this intense singing over time. It's got to wear on you. So, what is there anything that you do to kind of maintain that uh, throughout a tour? Um, try to stay very hydrated. Uh, if I feel like you know, don't drink too much alcohol. Alcohol really dries out your throat. Um, I, I find that coconut water helps a lot. There's a lot of decaffeinated teas, like throat coat is one that a lot of singers swear by. And uh, yeah, drinking warm stuff with honey or or coconut water or eating bananas helps a lot too. But yeah, trying to not eat a crazy shitty diet is, is helpful. And uh yeah, that's really about it. Just try to not get sick too. Yeah, yeah. What's the uh, what's the quirkiest thing you have in your rider? You know, quirkiest you, thing we have. In yeah, the everything cool. Or are you you getting at bunches point, of roses like Mariah Carey or something? You know, like. <laughs> at one point we had socks, black ankle socks. We wouldn't get them very often, but every once in a while we would get them and be like, fuck yeah, we have socks on. New socks. I was wondering about, about the other bands have those kinds of things too. Is it so that you wouldn't have to do laundry as much or, you know, yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Often it's, it's either the laundry place is too far away or you don't have time to go do it because if you had a runner, if you had a tour manager or, you know, somebody that could do shit for you, run errands, then great. But most of the time you don't have that and it's just the people in the band and your crew and you're working all day. And if you got to do laundry and it's a couple blocks away, like you got to go start it and then come back 45 minutes later and move it over to the dryer and then come back another hour later. And it, it, it's a big project. So getting some fresh socks on tour <laughs> backstage hand delivered is a good thing. <laughs> Can you tell us about your most outrageous spinal tap like moment on tour well that that uh metronome thing that i told you was one of them for <laughs> sure that was like so brutal it, it felt like getting kicked in the balls by a clydesdale <laughs> on stage which is not how you want to feel when you're on stage performing oh. <laughs> it, it was it was super embarrassing and it was of no fault of our own you know just uh shit got mispatched and um it, it just train wrecked the, <laughs> the entire set there for a minute. And we were all just so red faced and like bummed out. <laughs> were you getting funny looks from the audience? Were you getting booed or anything? Oh yeah. You know, even after the show, somebody came up to me and they patted me on the shoulder and they were like, ah, they, they can't all be good shows. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. That, that was probably, that yeah, that was way up there with with the spinal tappy stuff. Nice, nice. All right, I'm going to ask you a, uh, a hypothetical question here. We got we got a theoretical issue here. We got an alien invasion. An alien shows up and asks you to represent metal in three songs. What would those songs be, and why? Damn, three songs to represent metal. Yes. Jesus, that that's a loaded question. And the the fate of the earth could be at stake here. Yeah, so. it's up to you, man. Be careful. All right, I would show them "Necrophobic" by Slayer because it's one of the fastest songs ever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I can't even still fathom how they did that. The the picking is they must have been on like meth or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that they were like a little, you know. Uh, a little uh, under the influence. I don't know if that's true or not, but Jesus Christ, that song is fast. Um, yeah. Necrophobic by Slayer would be one of them. Uh, let's see. Two other ones that would represent metal. Man. It'd have to be like, I got. there's got to be an old one in there. Like, like Iron Man. 
you know, mm-hmm. Black Sabbath, something that to us we've all heard so many times, but to someone who's never heard that, it's probably pretty fucking rad. I remember when I first heard that, I was like, whoa, what is that on his voice? That sounds crazy. Um, and then one other song to represent metal. Jeez. Um, <laughs> that's hard. I'll say Master of Puppets because that one actually has clean stuff in it as well, which mm-hmm. would show uh, the aliens that metal is not always distorted guitars. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Are you a, uh, a horror movie fan? I like some of those. All right. Can you tell us some of your favorite horror movies? Some of my favorites. Well, it's less of a horror movie, more like sci-fi and almost a documentary at this point. But They Live by John Carpenter. Oh, yeah. Definitely one of my favorites. The Thing by John Carpenter is one of my favorites as well. Um, you know, the the most recent horror movie that I saw that I really liked and was actually pretty legitimately scary was Hereditary. I thought that was an excellent movie. Um, but as far as like yeah, old horror movies, I really like The Thing. They Live. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie. It, it's fairly new. It's called Green Room. No. Have you guys seen this? I've been meaning to watch that. It's got uh, Patrick Stewart in it, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you should watch that movie. It's, it's, uh, it's not like a classic kind of horror movie. It's it's real life type of situations, which make to me makes it even scarier. This stuff could actually happen, but uh, suffice it to say it, it, it has neo-Nazis doing things that neo-Nazis do to people. And it's real fucked up. And, and it, and it has a band like the, the whole movie revolves around a punk rock band that's on tour. Okay. All right. I'll add to the list. Green room. All right. What one song do you wish you'd written and recorded instead of the artist who did? Mm. Well, if I had written and recorded it, it may not have been as successful as it was with the other artist. So this would not be something pertaining to success, commercial success and money and stuff. This is just like uh hypothetical ego stuff, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Um, hmm. I really wish that I would have written the riffage in angel of death, the Slayer song. Mm-hmm. Like the middle section, the bridge section of that song has some of the coolest oh. fucking riffs ever. In, in right, mm-hmm. read. I wish yeah. I wrote that. Yeah, the, the kind of half speed tempo. Uh, yeah, it's just it's killer. That's great. We've all sure. we've all mimicked that that riff. <laughs> Every one of us has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we've all blown speakers out in our cars <laughs> listening to that damn song. Yeah, there. Right. <laughs> Right, Rx, everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what one creative en- endeavor are you most proud of? I would say our last record, V, the last Havoc album, V, is um, the thing I'm the most proud of that we've ever made. Super fucking heavy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's it's heavy, and I got a lot of stuff out that I wanted to say um, in the lyrics. So. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. All right. I, I'm going to do this. We've got this thing called Blast Beats, where I'm going to ask you a, a series of choices. You're just going to answer them real quickly. We're just going to work our way through them as quickly as possible. Okay. All right. Yeah. About, uh, about a dozen of these or so. Okay. Hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Favorite pizza topping? Sausage. Favorite holiday? Halloween. Favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate. Dog or cat? Dog. Marvel or DC? Marvel. I don't like Washington, DC. (laughs) 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 Star Trek or Star Wars? Mm. 
They're both very cool, but I'm more familiar with Star Wars. All right. How do you like your steak cooked? Medium. Your favorite movie snack? Popcorns. Classic. Classic. Baseball or football? Baseball. Your favorite subject in school? Music. (laughs) Your least favorite subject in school? (laughs) Algebra. Just a few more. Your worst phobia? Talking to you. <laughs> nice. Well, I know I'm rather, I'm rather intimidating. I get it. Uh, <laughs> your, favorite, your favorite Christmas gift? A guitar. Your celebrity crush, other than Montag. Kate <laughs> um, Beckinsale. All right, and the last one, the best concert you've ever attended. Oh, man. Um, damn, dude, I've seen some really cool shows. But pound for pound, like, lineup-wise, I think maybe the coolest show I've ever seen was Motorhead opening, then Dio, and then Iron Maiden. We've yeah. all seen that show. Uh, we we were, all went yeah. to that show. <laughs> we've, we've been to that show. Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good show, man. Yeah, when Motorhead is opening, you know it's going to be a good show. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Excellent, excellent. Wow, that's wow. wild. Should we uh, do the hot seat, gentlemen? Go ahead. I think Put it's time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we're condensed. We're kind of skipping around. I know we got only an hour, so we're, we're going right to the good stuff here. Yeah, this if is... we go a little over, it's not a big deal. Okay, well, that's cool, man. Thanks. You just let us know when you, when you got a bail. We'll, yeah, we'll wrap yeah. it up. We'll, we'll definitely wrap things up. Uh, this is called The Hot Seat. I'm going to name a band, and you're going to tell me your favorite album by that band. Okay. And we're call, we call it The Hot Seat because everyone that seems to squirm at one time or another, they're like, oh, fuck, I don't know that band. Or, <laughs> you know, they don't like it. They're afraid, like, oh, I don't like that band. Like, that's cool. You know, we're, we're, we got a really, you know, variety of stuff here. So this is like the poser identifier it's just it's just ranging man what what you like what you don't like we're all we're all cool with that yep. so when, you ask, when you ask these questions to people is it always the same bands or do you change it up uh some of them get changed up but we have a bank of things that i pull from and, and mostly it's the same bands with, with okay. you know i pull some out add a few in but sure. there's there's a bank of questions and we, we usually just pull from those sounds good so, all right first one black sabbath Sabotage. All right. Judas Priest. Painkiller. Halloween. No idea. Okay. Rush. Hmm. <laughs> Moving pictures. Iron Maiden. Hmm. Power Slave. Testament. That's hard. They have a lot of good records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a toughie. Um, I'll say the first one, the legacy. Uh, Queensryche. Mind crime. Anthrax. Hmm. Probably among the living. All right. Just a few more. Megadeth. Super Collider. Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> favorite Megadeth record? Probably. Mm, shit. It would either be Peace Cells or uh, Rest in Peace. That's, that's really hard. Tie. Tie between those. All right. Slayer. Rain of Blood. South of Heaven. It's a tie between those. Okay. Kiss. I don't know. To be honest, uh, most of my Kiss familiarity is from skipping around all over the place. I haven't listened to too many Kiss records start to finish. But uh, a lot of the old 70s stuff is great. So I, I don't know. Dressed to kill. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it's got yes, some good tracks. That's on. the one. <laughs> that's good, the one. Yeah, it's it's got uh, 
Come on and love me. Well, you know, great lyrics oh, yeah. on that one. Uh, okay, just two more. Allison Chains. Dirt. And Havoc. I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> uh, I, I would have to say V. Okay. It's my favorite record we made. Nice. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks. What, uh, oh, go ahead. Redville, do you want to? I, well, I have a non-music, uh, a non-music question. Yeah, this is something I came across prepping for the show. I saw a little interview you did um, a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. you had mentioned a, 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 an author you're a fan of that I that I I like this guy too. Really interesting, Terrence McKenna. Oh yeah, I love Terrence McKenna. Yeah, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, this guy I think he goes back into the '60s, doesn't he? At least the '70s. Uh, did a lot of experimentation in LSD and all the psychotropic drugs, wrote a lot of books. He's like Mr. Rogers of, of the LSD world. And yeah, uh, more psilocybin. Uh, but he yeah. was an expert in uh, a lot of that stuff, but he, he was really into the plant-based or natural stuff. So psilocybin, ayahuasca, iboga, um, DMT. He was way into mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And yeah, the most knowledgeable and like coolest dude that I'm aware of in in that whole world. Yeah. I was a big fan of the art bell show back in the day, back in the nineties. And he was a frequent guest on that show. And I I always loved those, those episodes, that guy. I mean, I think he was the one that came up with the idea of like uh, humans had an evolutional uh, evolutionary boost when they discovered like uh, psychotropic plants and mushrooms. And this is kind of what gave us a evolutionary boost. Yeah. He's uh, the one posited and and, like made famous the stoned ape theory as, as they call it, you know, that, that maybe were the result of apes that feasted on psychedelic mushrooms. And that's how we got so smart so quick. That's a pretty cool idea. So you don't have to answer this, but have you ever uh, experimented in those realms before yourself? I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) I can neither confirm nor deny the use of any illegal substances. However, I would say that um, some things are really good for your brain and really good for your brain. You must be talking about water. You're keeping hydrated. Staying hydrated. hydrated. With hydroflask. It's as metal as we are. um, No, I think they're very good for you. Uh, They're people. Let's be real. People have been eating psychedelic mushrooms since before they figured out how to light stuff on fire and smoke it. And since before they figured out how to make alcohol and drink it. So this is like a natural human birthright that's been taken away from us just in the last hundred years. It's been widely uh, known about and accepted and used for hundreds of thousands of years, probably. And just in the last century, we were like, no, that piece of nature is illegal. You can't do that. (laughs) But Here's some alcohol, and not only will we let you do this alcohol, but we're going to encourage you to do it. I like doing the alcohol. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people do. Um, I, I alcohol is a drug. I think that all drugs should be legal. So, you know, non-music related. Yeah, I think psilocybin, mushrooms, and uh, mm-hmm. all of these substances should be absolutely legalized because. Uh, who who am I or who is anybody to say that the dude that gets drunk and beats his kids is totally right. fine, but the guy that likes to trip out and eat mushrooms and go on a hike in the woods, he should be locked in a cage. <laughs> He's scary. Now, uh, uh, Denver, was it Denver specifically or Colorado uh, recently changed? There was legislation for psilocybin, correct? Something. Denver. Yeah, Denver decriminalized psilocybin, but okay. I think that Oregon – as an entire state, I think they decriminalized like, everything. everything. Yeah, yeah, it's everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's a step in the right direction. Right. You're not going to help so, people by locking them up. No, for sure. And and half of the people that are locked up in our country right now, I mean, we got the biggest prison population in the right. entire world, bigger than China. And, and people think China is like so authoritarian. We have more prisoners than they do and way less people. But uh, more than half, it's about half of the people that are locked up right now are in there for nonviolent drug offenses. These are people mm. that got caught with drugs on them. They didn't kill anybody. They didn't stab anyone. They didn't uh, kidnap anybody. They didn't steal a car. They didn't do any of this shit. 
they just had drugs in their pocket and uh they're they're sitting next to murderers and rapists right and those drug laws and the penalties for those are it's just it's just so skewed it's horrible you yeah, know yeah. no one should get a 125 year sentence for having a pound of pot you know that's fucking ridiculous <laughs> yeah well, god forbid you expand your mind in any way by taking a drug of some sort you know yeah i think that's the number one reason that uh that psilocybin and the like are legal because it's a good uh illusion breaker yeah I haven't had the occasion to do it myself to try those, but I find it absolutely fascinating. You know, I, 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 I probably lie or dread bull. <laughs> no, really. uh, he did have but, some uh, uh, edibles, you know, Joe Rogan famously talks about DMT all the time. And, you know, some of his, his guests talk about these crazy trips. I think some of those DMT trips are absolutely wild. And some of the similarities between different people, you know, kind of go into this same realm and stuff. I think it's fascinating. You know, yeah, uh, and that realm is actually very similar to what people describe when they have a a, a near death or the a death experience. Yeah, yeah they die exactly. on the operating table, or or they have a near death experience, and they say they leave their body. And you yeah. listen to those people's stories, and someone who went on a DMT trip, and it's virtually the exact same thing. And it's it's theorized that when you are dying your body your brain produces a ton of dmt and you basically trip balls Mm -hmm. so maybe that is essentially the same sensation going on a dmt trip and and dying it might be very very much the same yeah it's crazy that a that a drug our body produces naturally is is illegal (laughs) it's It's illegal illegal if you don't make it in your own skull then it's illegal yeah (laughs) yeah exactly Install a tap. It just. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I know that was a tangent, but I I, I thought that was a uh, uh, interesting that you brought that up. And uh, yeah, I've read that guy's book too. Terrence McKenna is a fascinating guy. Yeah, Food of the Gods. That book is one of my mm-hmm. favorite books I've ever read. Terrence McKenna, I, Food of the I Gods. I think there's yep. a Netflix uh, series about that too, or somewhere I saw it because we were watching that, and it was about the same thing. Oh, um, fantastic and- fungi! Yes, yeah. Fantastic Fungi is on Netflix. That's a, yeah, a, that's a, amazing. That, that yeah. is amazing to see the, how everything's connected underneath the surface oh. and how this stuff connects like, the entire, you know, <laughs> flora is all connected <laughs> through fungi and through. Welcome to heavy metal science. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty astonishing. It was just, it was just amazing. Yeah, highly recommend that one as well. That, that's a really good doc. Mm-hmm. What else yeah. you watching on Netflix? Hmm. I don't know. I don't really watch Netflix that much. I, I throw on uh, throw on YouTube more often. Really? What do you watch on YouTube? Or, are you or... watching heavy metal horror on YouTube? Or uh... <laughs> you, a... yeah. <laughs> you could be our hundredth subscriber. Yeah. Join now. Yeah. 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 Winner, winner, winner. <laughs> I, I will do that. Um, nice. Netflix wise, the most recent thing I watched was a cartoon actually called Inside Job. It's pretty. Interesting. How is that? Is it good? It's actually pretty funny and uh, well-written, and I'm kind of shocked how much stuff they actually discuss there. Because the the whole basis of the show is like these people are running the deep state, and every conspiracy theory you could possibly think of they have like in their documents and under lock and key. And uh, it's the shadow government, basically, you know? Okay. It's a cartoon about the shadow government, and they drop a lot of – bombs in there where i'm like holy shit they're actually talking about this but (laughs) part of me thinks that maybe the reason that they're allowed to get away with doing that is because then it looks stupid right oh i saw that in a cartoon whatever (laughs) you're probably exactly right it's like south park you know they get away with all that shit because they're a cartoon you know yeah parody it's under under parody right or satire sure rather yeah Yeah, that that cartoon's good though you should check it out it's pretty funny yeah i've been planning on it yeah same here that's cool. Excellent. Well, other than uh, not watching that, or you watching YouTube, do you have any other kind of hobbies that you like to enjoy when you're not on the road? I like hiking. I like cooking. Uh, I like going on road trips, hanging out with my dogs. I'm going to, uh, I- I'm trying to grow some jalapenos this summer. Nice. <laughs> when the food shortages happen, come to my house if you want your tongue to hurt. If you want some, <laughs> you want some uh, yeah, some hot peppers. You want um, your tongue to hurt. <laughs> hey, I do the same. I've got like, uh, I got about a dozen jars in there right now in my yeah. pantry. Yeah. I, I we'll get, grow we'll my give own you a hair. call. 
Dave, we're on our way. Hope you got all the help. <laughs> right. We're stocking up the van, motherfucker. We're going out. That's right. Um, what's your favorite food to cook? Um, oh, man, that's a good question. Favorite food to cook? Well, I really like making uh, stuff on the grill. I like grilling up steaks or chicken wings, but I also like making fried rice. Not on the grill, though. <laughs> Not on the grill. Fried That's rice. hard, man. That <laughs> rice just goes right through, man. <laughs> tough, yeah. the grill, tough the grill rice. Yes. <laughs> tiny, tiny only way to get grills. them lines. Yeah, it's the only way to get the lines. That's right. <laughs> that, mic- that micro grill, you know. Um, Got to get those griddle marks on it. What celebrity would you most like to have a drink with? I mean, you've met a whole lot of people, so this is almost maybe a stupid question because you've met so many fucking cool people. But is there someone like on your bucket list that, yeah, I want to meet this person, have a drink or something like that? Doesn't have to be a music. It could be anything. TV, movies. Dead or alive? Yeah, sure. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, let's just keep it alive because the, then there's too many to go for. <laughs> okay. Uh, people that are alive that I'd really like to sit down and hang out with for a minute. Um, hey, back in sale, we already know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was your celebrity crush, right? <laughs> My girlfriend's going to love this part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would really like to sit down and, and have a drink with probably someone like Joe Rogan. Because that dude has the biggest voice in the world right now, and he mm-hmm. literally can change the world by speaking up about something specific. I would like to pick his brain and be like, hey, why don't you talk about like the, how the Federal Reserve is a private organization? <laughs> he would, too. There's nothing off, off limits for that guy. right? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would like to pick his brain about something like that. Like, yo, if you told everyone to not pay their taxes one year, I bet you could get a hundred million people to not do it. And then the government wouldn't even be able to pay cops to come and arrest you. <laughs> that guy has got the most powerful show out there right now. I think. Yes. Oh, That's absolutely. Amazing. He does by a long yeah. shot. So mm-hmm. that would be the dude I'd want to like sit there and have a beer with for 20 minutes. That's cool. Excellent. Excellent. Well, what if you tell that? him you've tried DMT, he'll bring you on the show. Cause he loves to hear the story. So <laughs> <laughs> get a hold of him. <laughs> You're yeah. a shoe in. Yeah, I'll have to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, just um, he, he's got a huge platform, but also I think he's really funny. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite comics. I, I've I uh, started digging his stand up before I ever listened to his podcast. He had a couple old records like um, "Shiny Happy Jihad," I think is one of them, and the other <laughs> ones like "Talking Monkeys in Outer Space." <laughs> Something like that. Those, those comedy records made me really a fan of him. And then I discovered his podcast. Yeah, I didn't become a fan until I started watching UFC. And uh, his UFC mm-hmm. commentary is so damn good, man. That that's, guy, that's where I first saw him. So I knowledgeable. Know, yeah. 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 He really re- made me appreciate the sport more. And then, yeah, kind of evolved out from there. But, yeah, his show's fantastic. I don't know how he does everything that he does. Like it, him yeah. and Elon Musk and people like that. Like, how the fuck do you squeeze all of that shit into your life and have a family and kids and stuff? That's it's insane. Yeah, that's mind-boggling. Now, David, you were a, you were start of the uh, I guess, you know the new wave, let's say, of American thrash metal movement. You guys were kind of at the forefront when this all began. Really, uh, it's been going on like a couple of decades. Uh, what do you see the difference between the scene back then and for now? And where do you feel? Uh, you fit in among amongst your peers there because there's so many great bands in this scene, uh, just too many to even mention. And you, of course, you guys are amongst them. But how do you feel you guys uh, fit in now? And and what's the difference between then and now as far as the scene? Um, scene wise, I think then and now is like the biggest difference is there was a lot of ones that were sprouting up that were brand new, and nowadays there's a lot that stood the test of time, and uh, the majority just went away they don't exist anymore so that would be i think the biggest uh difference between then and now but you know havoc was one of the first bands at the time that was playing this kind of music as it started to like kind of get a little more popular um we were like at the beginning of it 
when we first started, Evile was like the only other band I could find that sounded kind of like us, like very early on. Municipal Waste was around and Toxic Holocaust was around. But other than that, like I couldn't really find any other bands doing a similar sound to what we were doing. Mm-hmm. And as we, you know, started getting our feet off, feet off of the ground or whatever and making this thing take off, a lot more bands started popping up. And um, way back early on, I remember that some of these other bands that came up after we did started getting like record deals and going on big tours and stuff. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> We've been here the, this whole time. But uh, yeah, I, I very quickly learned to not get like bent out of shape about that kind of stuff. I don't get jealous of other bands doing great stuff. I like seeing it happen um, because you know, every time I see somebody else doing something awesome, I'm like, well, we do cool shit too that they didn't get. So, you know what? I, I shouldn't get bummed about that. Oh, we didn't get this tour. Some other band got it. Who cares? We, we do cool shit too, you know? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I would say that in our genre, I think, and not to toot my own horn, but I think it's indisputable that we would be like one of the top, bands in that that circle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thank you yeah. have other musicians uh reached out to you and, and told you how much your music has influenced them um and if so how, how does that make you feel well, yeah we get we get uh people writing to us all the time especially like younger kids that are just starting out they're like yeah havoc's a big influence and i think that's fucking awesome because at one point i was that kid who was influenced by bands that were 10, 15 years older than me. And, and the fact that anything that I helped create can inspire some other kid to go out and start a band who may wind up being way better than my band and way bigger than my band. Um, that's cool. Just music in general, we, we need more of it because it's, I hate to say this, but in some ways it is almost like a dying art. Nowadays, so much stuff is computers and, uh, you know, just like ripping samples off of other people's, uh, creations. You don't like kid rock. What's that? You don't like kid rock. (laughs) Um, I'm not a huge kid rock fan, but uh, you know, some of his stances on, on things that are happening in the world today, I totally agree with him on. Um, I like the barbecue. That's about all I, I got. <laughs> I do like his attitude uh, about a lot of things. He just does whatever he wants. Right. Whatever he wants and doesn't care if people like it or not. I, I respect that. Um, but yeah, I, I think music is, is uh, somewhat of a dying art because kids – I've literally heard younger kids say, like, why would anyone even play guitar anymore? That's dumb. That's so stupid. Hmm. Like, they would rather hit some buttons on a on a MIDI keyboard or right. on a sequencer pad or whatever and make a rap song. They, they think that playing guitar, playing drums, playing a piano is stupid. And it's, it's sickening, but it's real. It I, actually I've takes practice and it's people. hard work. Yeah. I mean, that's why they don't want to do it. The short attention spans that all these kids have nowadays. and Damn kids. We can be auto-tuned. They want that instant gratification. So, yeah, whatever makes it easiest. And, yeah, they don't want to put in the time and effort and hours for practicing and stuff when it comes to things like guitar and whatnot. Yeah, playing a guitar, playing bass, playing drums, playing piano, violin, cello, tuba, whatever. That shit takes a lot of time and effort to get Mm -hmm. it down to a, a level where someone could hear you doing it and go like wow you're pretty good at that you know get, getting to a, a level of, of competence with any instrument it takes a lot of time and dedication it doesn't just doesn't just right. come to you you know I, I think uh maybe percussion does because that's so so tied into all of our dna you know H- hitting things in rhythm that makes mm-hmm. a little more sense, you know. Someone who's never played a drum set before that pats on their legs sometimes might be able to get on a drum set and play a simple beat. But when you're talking about playing like, you know, a, a, a Beethoven piece on a violin, like you really need to bust your ass for a long time to be able to pull that off and make it presentable. 
Right. And, yeah. and I have a ton of respect for anyone that does it. And like you were asking, um, circling back to that, if anything that I ever did inspired a kid to pick up an instrument and start learning it, that's really, really cool. Awesome. That's great, man. You know, we, we've all talked about how we're fans of, of other artists. Um, what is your favorite piece of memorabilia that you've picked up in the, over the years? Hmm. It's a really good question. I've not ever thought about. Hmm. Like memorabilia. Hmm. Oh, this is one of my favorite things actually. Nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bart Simpson don't have a cow, man. I think he says it. There you go. All right. Yeah, this, this is a good uh, piece of history. I love old Simpsons, and uh, I think my mom found this at a garage sale and bought it <laughs> and brought it home. And gave it to me. This is pretty awesome. this is is not really music related though that's cool however i am a huge Danny elfman fan and the score for the simpsons is incredible yeah anything he touches man it's just it's just it's uh, identifiable you know it's him like from the gecko you hear it you know it's like mark mothersbaugh you know or yeah you just hear it you know it oh all right man uh the last formal question we're going to ask you um is what are your plans for this year i mean you're going to do music you gonna, i mean you just got a new album out are you going to be doing a tour uh anything else something else well we currently don't have a bass player which is like always the case with us vic vic is available <laughs> to play bass for you man he he knows <laughs> you got a revolving door do you want to you want to play bass for a tour i can totally hold down the low e string man you know <laughs> yeah. you know how i do I can you play. Know, e. Yeah, it, it, it's funny you joke about that, but let's be real. That is one of the coolest things that you can do on any instrument, <laughs> on a guitar or a bass. You just start chugging the low E. <laughs> it sounds fucking awesome. It never gets old. Um, any band could do that. Like it, it's such a powerful, simple thing. But you've got the, the Michael Anthony. And yeah, you got yes. Yeah, <laughs> there's power in there. <laughs> but uh, no, I think we're going to probably learn some other people's music and learn some cover songs and record those, and maybe slap those out there. Nice. Right. That'd be fun. Yeah. You got to do, oh, uh, Johnny, oh, yeah, you gotta no, do Johnny Bravo. Momentary, momentary elaboration on that, because I've heard that response before. And it was up in the air if there was going to be any surprises. Are we doing surprises on this? Yeah, I wanted. Uh, we've talked about this before um, in the band. We want to cover a bunch of stuff that people would not expect us to play. I want to cover shit like CCR and I was just gonna say that and then uh, Lizzie and Oingo Boingo and just shit that people would not expect us to, to Some play. Funk. I want to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, take a lot of classic rock songs and metalize them. Yeah. Oh, yes. nice. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Uh, yeah, you got to do the uh, Johnny Bravo, you know, the Greg Brady, you know, clowns never left before. <laughs> you you got to, you know, at least think about it, work it into the mix. So, hey, before you, uh, we, we let you go, uh, could we ask you to uh, to do a bumper for us? You know, this is David Sanchez of Havoc, and you're watching and listening to Heavy Metal Horror or something cool like that? Yeah, of course. All right, cool. Whenever you are ready. Howdy, this is David Sanchez, and you are listening to and or watching Heavy Metal Horror. Excellent. Perfect. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Well, listen, uh, David, we know you got to go. Um, we, we crammed as many questions as we could get into this hour, <laughs> and um, we just want to thank you for, for spending some time with us. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. When is this going to air? Uh, in a few weeks. I'll send you links. Um, are you on social media at all? Yeah, yeah, I, I am. Um, okay. Would you mind if we did it as a swap cast and I took the video and posted it on my platform as well? Not at all. I will send you, I can send you, what, yeah, we'll talk. What do you need from us? Like, what do you need from me? The, the actual video when it's all done, like the MP4? Yeah, when it's all done, chopped up or whatever, just send me yeah. the video. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, after the cool. show, we'll connect. I'll get your email address. Uh, we'll connect in the social media and I'll put it in a Dropbox for you. That's okay. Fine. Cause and I'll also send you links 
to you know the actual show uh, when it's done, and that way you can share those too. But yeah, that'd be awesome. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right, we're going to do our commercial, and then when we do our heavy metal horror outro, we're going to welcome you. You can bring up your horns. You can join right in with us. Sure. All right. So hey, you can find heavy metal horror on unsaneradio.com. Listen to full episodes or download to your device. You can find us on Facebook, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast, on Instagram, Dreadbull Instagram. Oh, we're on Instagram. Cool. Yeah. Look for Montag Lewis, one word. Our YouTube page, Heavy Metal Horror Podcast, if you're watching, that's where you're at. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And if you know someone who would like us, tell them about us. This has been Montag, Master of Illusion. And Chop Top. Dread Bull. Wild Card. And you've been watching and listening to Time for the Horns. Heavy, Heavy Metal. metal. little tiny horns nice baby horns (laughs) too sweet someday I'm going to get an audience of like 30,000 people to do this (laughs) this is Doug Helbring and you have been listening to Heavy Metal Horror the best podcast that you've never heard before